And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased, regardless of whether we win, draw, or lose. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the podcast. That can be done by following us on Twitter at at HEFpod. And you can always drop us an email and contact us. Hey, I track Frankfurt at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash HEFpod is where you can find us. And all the latest covering Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language, all in one convenient location. If you haven't given us a follow, give it now. Never missed a single breaking story when it comes to the Eintracht. So, this week we've had some technical difficulties and needed to make sure that an episode was out for your listening pleasure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we, like I said, uh, a little bit of technical difficulties and uh, difficulties for the Eintracht as well as we took uh, to the field uh, at the Vodstadion. Full uh, limited capacity of 25,000, the limitations are currently in place. The home fans made some noise. The away fans made noise, which was not there uh, in the match against Augsburg. So, of course, it would not end in a victory for the Eintracht after all. Sadly, it was a draw with Val F. Bay Stuttgart. But it was a tale of, uh, I would say, almost uh, three halves. First half, really regrettable. The belt, you had little bits here and there of players standing out, but you didn't have something that you were really looking at and saying, wow, this is really great. No, it wasn't exactly that way. Uh, you had, in the second half, Eintracht was playing a little better. It looked like, you know, if certain moves weren't made, that nothing was going to come up this match, and it was going to be a nil-nil affair. And you know what? Phil Kostic was brought on for the Eintracht, and it looked like things were changing for the better for the Eintracht. Because let's be frank, uh, when the Eintracht has Phil Kostic running at defenses, it scares the living daylights out of him. And that's what happened. Look, when he was substituted on uh, in the 59th minute, you just had this sense that he was going to make something happen, and it was just a mere matter of time. Granted, another player also was uh, substituted on at that same exact time when he was brought on the 59th minute. Uh, Christian Jakic uh, is now, uh, who's been uh, loaned to Eintracht from Dinamo Zagreb, also came on. Quite a tidy player when it comes to uh, helping boss the midfield. I think he will do us good. Granted, it was just one match. Anywho's. Uh, Kostic came back, Kostic put in a shift, Kostic suddenly went far post and freaking put it in, and it was a wonderful goal. You saw how much it meant to the fans that were in attendance. You saw how much it meant to him as an individual player, and you just had to some, you just had to wonder is this when the Eintracht turns on. And the Eintracht had been playing way better than they had in any previous of our matches. 
but fact of the matter was uh, this ended up uh, being a 1-1 draw as uh, the Canadian uh, Egyptian for Stuttgart uh, Marmouche was able to uh, find a goal after some rather poor defending look you would have you would have thought that Bore hitting the bar should have been you know oh it was close that thing was so blade close but you know what did not come through you had flipping hint you had Hinty also hitting the bar you know early hitting uh hitting excuse me the post oh that was painful to see you had uh, Lammers on um, Sam Lammers making his debut for the Eintracht after his move from Atalanta, you know, one on one with the goalkeeper, and he could not put it away. He needs time, and I think uh, Glasner will give him time to kind of bed into the squad and to kind of really show what he is known to be able to accomplish. But you know, hey. It's almost like we're their rehabilitation job that needs to be done on these players sometimes. Um, you would have thought, you know, if Bore had just been touched, you know, and fouled by Anton, who received his second yellow card, you know, if he had been one foot closer to the end line, would he, that would have then resulted in a foul within the box, properly within the box, and would have resulted in a penalty. So many what-ifs, and uh, I'm trying. They can look at themselves and say, we did not do enough. We did not do enough, and that bit us in the butt. You know what? We had some players who really did well. We had some players who just could not make it happen at the end of all things. But you know what? This is the life of being an Eintracht fan. The Moody Diva never goes away. Never goes away. And so here we are discussing a 1-1 draw with Stuttgart. So it's a, it's a bitter pill to swallow. And it does kind of lead up to uh, uh, the possibilities that are presented to the Eintracht. What can be done, you know, in the lead up to the next Bundesliga match. Well, uh, for starters, you have your Europa League match. And that can always throw out some uh, interesting uh, possibilities, which I really will enjoy playing Fenerbahce at home. Fenerbahce is uh, to move on from the draw for uh, the Eintracht in the Bundesliga to moving on to the Europa League match itself. This is a uh, the first match of our group phase, which and people. In case people had uh, forgotten, this is Fenerbahce. This is uh, against uh, Antwerp from Belgium. Fenerbahce is a Turkish club from the capital, Istanbul. And then you have, uh, for the final opposition, uh, the team from uh, technically, I call it technically Athens, even though it's, uh, uh, it's technically the port side, uh, Piraeus, that is uh, uh, the Greek champions, Olympiakos. Um, yeah, it's quite a tiny group. Anyone can get out of this. I really like that advantage, but I think that this is an opportunity for the Eintracht to kind of, in a way that in the 18-19 season, we found our footing within the league by playing well 
in Europe. And that then translated to playing exceptionally well within uh, the Bundesliga, where the I tracked finished in seventh place. Uh, but that was uh, quite, uh, as the, the Buffalo herd uh, kind of roared uh, into, into making some great memories for us Eintracht fans. It is, um, it's an opportunity to also rotate some of the side because there's quite a few players that haven't really featured so far this season who you kind of wonder, you know, if you're not even able to get a chance, what's going to happen then? Um, sure. I mean, I'd love to see Timmy Chandler, uh, playing out on the right. We barely have seen Tuta since, uh, that, the Pokal match, one thing that I would like to see is perhaps uh, him and Hasebe, a player who we all know how good he is, and yet, I mean, we didn't see him at the weekend. He's only featured in three matches so far. Uh, you kind of wonder, um, will he be given a... I mean, what kind of role is he really playing? Is he being trusted? Because he was one of the most trusted players that Adi Hutter had. And I look at Tuta and how he's still a young and developing player. You need to, when you have someone young and developing like that, you can't just throw someone else of equal ilk um, alongside them and expect things to be great. You know, you have to play it smart and have a strong, you know, player alongside them. And to me, Hasebe perfectly uh, exemplifies that. Uh, Yazik, this guy looks good, and from a defensive midfield possession, him or Il Sanker, you know, at the kind of as a defensive uh, playing midfielder who's able to just kind of cover in front of, say, Atuta and Hasebe, that will be great. That will be absolutely great to be able to have a kind of defensive triangle that keeps things all nice and tidy. Um, for me, it's also a chance to kind of well, more t- more time for Lammers to kind of get his feet underneath him. Um, we'll eventually need to find somehow, some way, what to do with Gonzalo Paciencia. We also need to see what Bore can do against different opposition because we want him to get going when it comes to scoring goals. Um, yeah, I mean, it will present an opportunity for Amin mean, Barcock to be back out on the pitch after, well, uh, some people would probably uh, not be as advised, but, you know, if you're a player on the Moroccan national team and you're going to play in Guinea and you're sitting in your hotel and then a military coup happens outside of your hotel and you hear gunshots going off and all sorts of stuff like that, that kind of sticks with you. It doesn't really go away anytime soon. And giving him something to take his, perhaps uh, take his focus away from, that sounds to me like a... uh, a situation that can only help everybody out. And, uh, you know, w- what will happen against Renabachi? I'd like to hope that the Eintracht's able to get a draw out of that, get started off on the right foot. But I also look at this as this Renabachi team is filled with former Bundesliga stars, including, uh, but not limited, to uh, Mesut Ozil. Um, I look at this side and kind of think to myself, you know, 
if the Eintracht gets a win and chips don't really fall for Fenerbahce, that could be a team that very quickly is like, yep, not interested in this. And because of the high expectations of their fans, they'll then expect them to have a go at the league, especially since they have gotten off to a rather decent start within the Turkish league. So um, here's hoping that the Eintracht will get some stuff in the Europa League. Uh, we'll be coming back with an episode to kind of recap how everything went down therein. But uh, before we kind of leave you, we'd like to tip our hats to Dyntrek Frauen. So those ladies are currently headed out. They're on to international duty. And after three matches, only Bayern and Wolfsburg have been able to come away with wins themselves. So nine points from three matches. It's a hell of a start, and knowing that uh, the team that ended up finishing in third place last uh, last season, which was Hoffenheim, they ended up being able to get through and qualify for the uh, the UEFA Women's Champions League. Um, so it's been kind of changed from the almost exclusive from the exclusively uh, knockout stage like uh, uh, format to. Now having a 16-team group phase after, you know, for some teams that were not champions, yet, non-champions from non-big leagues, and I think it was only like England, France, Spain, and Germany who got teams immediately into the group phase at their champ- the reigning league champions. Um Everyone else had to go through these qualifiers, and and a number of teams uh, ended up uh, falling by the wayside. And for Hoffenheim, they were able to uh, push on through. And, uh, yeah, so they're into the Women's Champions League. But the thing is, when you're a team that's not used to playing double duty, uh, as Hoffenheim is going to be doing, the Eintracht can take advantage of that. And that's what's going to happen on match day four. Once the Frauen, once the international break, uh, for the women's national teams, it's over and done with. Eintracht Frauen will be up against it against Hoffenheim. And golly, if you're ever looking for a time for the Eintracht Frauen to lay a marker down saying that they are going to be participating in the Champions League in Europe, kind of making that next step, kind of like how I after the 2017 DFA Pokal final then progressed to the 2018 final where we eventually were winners and then progressed into playing in Europe on a regular basis. That's the kind of a push that this young and exciting team needs. So uh, here's hoping that the ladies got more stuff coming down the way. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. We will uh, post out uh, where you can find uh, the Eintracht when it comes to playing in Europe. Of course, uh, in the United States, we're very lucky in the fact that all matches uh, UEFA-related are broadcast on Paramount+. Plus. There is not going to be any uh, television action for us Americans when it comes to uh, following uh, the Eintracht, sadly. So um, you got uh, Paramount+, Plus. you got uh, TUDN, or TUDN, uh, however you pronounce it, in the United States for uh, Spanish uh, options. Uh, in the rest of the English world, you got Stan Sport in Australia, in the UK, and Ireland. 
United Kingdom in Ireland. Uh, it is BT Sport in the BT Sport app in Germany. Uh, in Canada, excuse me, that's D-A-Z-N. In Germany, that is TV Now. So, those are all the places that uh, you can find the Eintracht and uh, Fenerbahce. It should be an excellent match uh, coming up this Thursday. And hope that you're all able to watch it. And we'll be back to discuss uh, the co- what goes on in that match. Ways that you can get in contact with the podcast are on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pod. You got Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod for all the latest Eintracht coverage in the English language. You have HeyEintrachtCreamford at gmail.com to drop us an email. So until next time, uh, stay safe. Watch the Eintracht uh, hopefully come out ahead as winners. And until next time, tschüss. Hey,